Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello and welcome back. Today we're talking about the Augusta Rule or 14-day home rental rule. And if you're not sure, you haven't heard of what this is, let me just start out with a few questions. Do you use your home for business events? Think of things like shareholder meetings, board meetings, team retreats, client meetings, maybe employee meetings, employee picnics, things like that. If so, this is one tax strategy you definitely want to check out. And if you said no to that answer, we're going to talk about a little bit of a a case study at the end of this episode where we say, okay, maybe there's a way that you can use your home for these types of events. So the 14-day home rental August rule is a piece of the tax code that simply allows you to potentially shift taxable business income to tax-free personal income. And this is one tax strategy that we often see small business owners overlook or not think about or think that maybe it's not available to them. And we're going to discuss today exactly how you can potentially make this available to you. So it's start out very basic. What is the 14-day home rental strategy, aka the Augusta Rule? And really, the Augusta Rule came into existence because people were renting out their homes for short-term events. And if you're a golfer, you know Augusta, Georgia is home of the, the Masters Tournament, a golf tournament every year. And why they call it the Augusta Rule is that people in Augusta, Georgia were renting out their homes for people that were coming in to the Masters Tournament. And they'd rent them out for five, six days and make a couple grand. They, they did really well on that because there was a small town, people wanted a place to stay, and so people would rent out their homes, make good money for a week, and then come back in their homes. But the problem was is that these people were stuck paying taxes on that. And, you know, let's look at another example. Super Bowl. Super Bowl comes into town. There's a ton of people coming into one town. People need to rent out or people can make money by renting out their homes for a very short period of time. And again, the problem with this back in the day was that people were having to pay taxes on this income that they were receiving for a six-day rental, a 10-day rental, where it was just a one-time thing. This wasn't really a rental property. It was just a once-a-year, one-time event, small, short-term rental. And so this is when the Augusta rule or the 14-day home rental rule came into place. Right now, based on the tax code, if you rent your home for 14 days or less, you cannot write off the expenses attributed to that rental. So if you rent your home for 14 days or less, you cannot write off mortgage interest for those 14 days, utilities for those 14 days. You You don't get a deduction for that. And here's the great thing. You also do not have to include that as rental income either. So If you rent out your home for 14 days or less during the year, you don't have to report that as income. You don't have to pay taxes on that income from that 14-day rental. Now, this 14-day does not have to be all at once. It can be one day here, one day there. As long as the total for the year of your personal residence is 14 days or less, you will not pay taxes on that income, but you also don't get any expenses for it, which who cares? You're not paying taxes on it, so you don't need those expenses. And so the tax code that we're talking about specifically is section 280AG. What this boils down to is essentially when you rent your personal home for 14 days or less in a calendar year, again, it doesn't have to all be at once, can be broken out, but it's total 14 days or less in a calendar year, 
that income is not taxable. And this is even true if you rent the home to a business that you own. So let's talk about what do you need to know about the Augusta rule? You know, as a business owner, you can take advantage of this rule when using your home for retreats, meetings, board meetings, client events, things like that. And basically, if your business would normally pay for a rental space, you could use your home for that rental space. So your business can take a deduction, a business expense, and then you personally would have tax-free income from that. Now, if you want to take advantage of this strategy, there's a few things that you need to know, you need to file, you need to be thinking about. You need to have a, a valid business reason. So, you know, what are we hosting for this business reading? It must be 14 days or less in total for the year, and it must be a personal residence. One other caveat is that your business must be a separate legal entity. So a sole, prop, sole proprietorship is the same as you. You cannot rent the house to yourself. But if you have an S corporation, partnership, things like that, then this would be a valid option. So what do you need to do to be able to use and, and complete this Augusta rule, this 14-day home rental rule? Well, you need to do more than just write yourself a check and move on. First, again, you need to have a qualifying occasion or a legitimate business reason for the rental. Again, one of my favorites that we're going to talk about later in a case study is a board meeting where you have your board, maybe your friends and family are on your board, maybe some, some really close advisors on your board, but you can hold a monthly board meeting at your home. And this is a reason, a way to do a rental for it. So you need to have a legitimate business reason for that rental. You also have to pay yourself a fair market value. So you might need to take some time to figure out, you know, what is rent for the type of event that you're doing? What is a typical rental, a daily rental, a weekly rental for that, depending on your event, make sure that you're paying yourself a fair market value and you want to have support to help back that up. You also want to maybe consider what you paid in the past for similar events. If you've done a team retreat or you brought your team out somewhere, you know, what have you paid in the past? That could be also a calculation or at least a number that you use to bring into the equation. Now, if your business pays you more than $600 in the tax year, you're going to have to have your business issue a 1099. 1099 miscellaneous for rental income to yourself. So your business is going to 1099 you, but then you're just going to take that 1099 and zero it out on your Schedule E. So it's not going to be included in your taxable income, but you do need to make sure the steps are taken to report it correctly. And one other thing that so many people ask is that, okay, Mike, I, I love this idea. We do a monthly board meeting. What about the home office? Don't I, don't I lose the home office? And the answer is no, because the home office, normally when we do these kind of 14-day home rentals, we're not talking about the home office. If you're just bringing everybody in your home office, then you can't use this strategy specifically on that. But what we see more often is saying, no, we're not using the home office for these retreats, for these board meetings. We're using the dining room. We're using the rest of the house in our home office. We're still taking our normal home office deduction on top of this 14-day home rental. So as you can see, this is a great strategy to get a business deduction and pay no income tax on that income that you received. Essentially, it gives you a way to shift income from your business to you tax-free. So I know we talked about kind of what do you need to do, but I wanted to go through kind of a step-by-step -step of the list or, or, or steps that we suggest small business owners take just to make sure that they're making sure they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's on this strategy. First things first, document the rental reason and keep documentation for proof. If you had a board meeting, take a picture of it. Have your meeting notes. Have this information that can back up and say, yeah, here was the board meeting. Who was here? Here is a space, a picture of the space that we rented in our house dining room, whatever it might be, and keep that documentation on file. If you had a team retreat, 
who was there? You know, take pictures of the picnic that you had and and the places that people were sleeping and everything else. You know, what was going on? If you maybe had uh, employees stay over, maybe you have an employee out of town. You just hired them. You want them to come check out the your corporate office and you're going to have them stay over. Well, now we can find, uh, you know, they can stay over at your house and that pay yourself a rental rate for what a hotel would cost. So that we want to document the rental reason and keep that documentation for proof. Write down as much as possible. The second piece is determine a reasonable rental rate and have that backup proof. Save that proof of where you determined that rate from. If this is a board meeting that you're hosting, you know, maybe you call your local co-working space. You call a local hotel and say, how much does a boardroom cost? And you document that. And they say it's $500 a day, 750 bucks a day, whatever it might be, document that. Maybe you're having a retreat and you're having a picnic in back, you're having a party inside, you're having your whole team over. Well, find out what an Airbnb costs for a similar house to yours in the area and use that as your backup proof. Maybe you have a, a client staying over or a team member that's staying over, staying the night. Well, go to your local hotel or hotel close to you and find out what is a reasonable nightly rental rate for that and use that as your reasonable rental rate. The next thing is we always recommend having a lease agreement that just kind of just, again, buttons up the strategy saying, hey, here are some of the, the things that, that are proving that this is a legitimate, this is a true rental. The fourth piece is you got to actually make a payment. So you have to actually process that payment from the business account to your personal account with all that backup proof and everything else. And at the end of the year, you're going to process the 1099 from your business to your personal, to yourself personally, but then you're going to zero that out on the personal tax return. On your Schedule E, you're just going to mention the tax code and, and zero it out, no tax to you. And then, of course, keep all this documentation on file. You may never need it, but if you do, have it in a file so the IRS comes back and we can say, yep, here's all of our proof. Here's the reason for the rental. Here's all the data, who was there. Here's our meeting minutes, whatever it might be. Here's how we found the rate. Here's our lease agreement. Here's a check stub showing the payment. Here's the 1099 everything we have on file. So that's the process of how we implement this strategy. So let's look through some common examples or at least some use cases on where this may be beneficial for you. You know, business owners often hold events for their employees and clients. And in doing so, they often rent out spaces to host those events. So instead of renting out somebody else's space, why don't we do your annual retreat with your management team for annual planning and team building at your house. Instead of renting a house on Airbnb, you decide to open up your house for that annual retreat or maybe your management team planning meeting. You know, your business can rent the house from you for a week as long as the event for is for a legitimate business purpose and it pays a fair market value for this. This is a valid transaction. This again would be a deduction on the business tax return and tax-free income to you on your personal tax return. Let's look at another example that I use personally and we see clients use this all the time. You know, we often see board meetings. Maybe it's a monthly board meeting. Maybe it's a quarterly or annual board meeting. Everybody should have a board and everybody should have a board meeting. If you missed the episode and blog posts and video that we did on board meetings, check that out. But we recommend everybody to have a board because it's healthy to talk about your business. But now we can use that board meeting that's not only good for our business and involves our family and friends potentially. But now we can use that board meeting as another tax deduction, utilizing the 14-day home rental rule. And so basically, a board meeting is where you get together on a regular schedule to discuss current business, future business, where are things at, and you can utilize your house to host these meetings. You could use the cost of a boardroom at a local co-working space or a hotel 
as your fair market value rental. And just as an example, let's say you held a board, a monthly board meeting and the fair market rental rate was $750 for a boardroom at a co-working space or a hotel for a day. That would be $9,000 that you just shifted from taxable income to tax-free income. And that's the power of utilizing the 14-day home rental rule or the Augusta rule. So I hopefully this opens up the door. I would say for most clients we talk to, there is some way to utilize this. Again, assuming that they meet the qualifications and, and everything else, you know, board meeting is one of the easiest ways, but there are so many ways to get creative and think about how can I utilize this in my business? Again, when it comes to tax planning, it's not just one strategy or two strategies that we're doing. We're taking a bunch of strategies and putting them together. And this is one that I don't want you to miss out on. This is one that I don't want you to miss out on. But the key thing is as well is you got to make sure you're dotting your I's, crossing your T's, making sure that you have the documentation and support to back this up. So let's go through a, a quick summary of kind of what we talked about. Again, how did this rule come up? People renting out their home for golf tournaments, Super Bowls for a short period of time, and they were stuck paying a tax bill on that when it really wasn't a rental property. They were, they were paying taxes on that rental activity, but they were only of short, short periods of time. And so the IRS said, okay, we're going to put a rule in. Section 280AG came in. And basically it said, if you rent your home for 14 days or less, you can't write off any expenses related to that rental. But, and here's the good thing, you also do not have to include that as rental income either. So you don't have to pay taxes on that money that you received if it's 14 days or less. Now, that 14 days does not have to be all at once. It can be one day here, one day there. And it, as long as the total for the entire calendar year is 14 days or less, it would not be taxable income to you. Now, if you get to 15 days, changes the story. Now everything's taxable. So make sure you're, you're, you're calculating this and really looking into that. So what are some, some things that we want to be thinking about? You have to have a valid business reason. You know, it has to be 14 days or less. If you jump into 15, now it becomes taxable. It must be a personal residence. If you're operating as a sole proprietorship, that is essentially you and you can't rent from you. So that, that doesn't, that's not allowed. But if you meet those, then we can look at actually implementing this. And what are some of the steps to make sure that we're again, dotting our I's, crossing our T's and really taking advantage of this? Document the rental reason and keep that documentation for proof. If it's a retreat, if it's a board meeting, whatever it might be, you're documented. Who was there? What were they doing? You know, what was discussion? Do you have any kind of meeting notes? Anything that can provide proof to say, hey, a legitimate meeting occurred. Here's what happened and here's what we did. And, and here's the space in our house that we used. Then we need to determine a reasonable rental rate. You know, what is a rental rate? If we were to host this somewhere else, another house, another border, whatever it might be, what is a reasonable rental rate for that? Take proof of that. Take a screenshot of wherever you found that rate from. Execute a lease agreement. Make the payments to yourself. Process a 1099 from your business to you personally. We're going to zero out that 1099 in your personal tax return so you're not paying taxes for it. And just bundle up all that documentation. Keep it on file should you ever need it. Again, one of my favorite examples that we like to use with this is a board meeting. We talked about board meetings and how important these can be, how they can involve family, how they can involve friends and close advisors of you by having them on your board. This is just another tax strategy to combo with that idea of a board meeting. And let's say you have a monthly board meeting to discuss how your business is doing, where you're going, get advice, get some recommendations from your board. You could host that at your house and find out what a boardroom rental is at a co-working space or maybe a, a local hotel. And let's say it's 750 bucks a day. If you do this once a month, that's $750 for 
for 12 total days, 12 months out of the year, that's $9,000 that you just moved from taxable income to tax-free income to yourself. Again, we just want to make sure that we're dotting our I's, crossing our T's, making sure that we have the support and backup proof of this. So hopefully that was helpful. If you're looking for sample lease agreements, things like that, that you can use more documentation, what are some of the things that you want to be documenting? Check out our tax minimization program, taxsavingspodcast.com. Click it right up there where you can find more information on that. We have some supporting documents and things like that with it. But hopefully this is something that gets your brain clicking. Again, we're getting closer to the end of the year. We want to be thinking about what are some of those things that we can put in place to make sure this year is the year that we pay the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Hopefully that was helpful. I hope to see you start to be thinking about, hey, how can I utilize the 14-day home rental rule? How can I utilize the Augusta rule in my business? And again, move taxable income to tax-free income. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.